It is Thursday, the 11th of March, 2021. I went to bed and uh, had to get back up to record this episode. <laughs> so you're listening to the Hanser Genius Club radio show. Better be grateful, you sons of bitches. Uh, <laughs> it is, uh, it's 3.38 in the morning on Thursday. And at uh, a little after 3 o'clock, I was in bed. And uh, Chloe, had, uh, Chloe had jumped up on the bed. And I think I have my fan on. And she, I, I, I like to sleep with the fan sometimes. And uh, I don't think she liked that. And she jumped back down, and she settled into a spot on the floor near the radiator that she likes. And uh, and I thought, okay, let's turn off the lights and go to bed. Fuck. Podcast. <laughs> so I got back up, and now she's out here lying on the living room rug. And I'm recording this fucking thing. Uh <laughs> I decided a couple of days ago that I think what I'll do is um, is make sure that I do one solo cast a month because I'm uh, I'm intent on having more interviews this year, which I have. Only three of the episodes I've done so far uh, have been solo casts, and we're talking about uh, I don't know eighteen episodes so far, I think. Uh, yeah, because I'm not including the Friday episodes when I do that. Um, anyways, a lot of good guests. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the guests. We've had Kay Trevor Wilson and, and Dave Bedini and Aaron Reynolds and Jody Threat and Andre Shakti and, uh, BMD and Rex Atkins. Um, Eric Kearney did one of the Friday shows. Joe Coleman was last Friday. I've had some some really cool guests so far this year. So, uh, yeah. But one, I want to do at least one show a month. That's just me reading through tabs in the news and yappity yapping. Like I'm going to do right now. Because <sighs> there's some stupid shit in the news. I got a, I got a handful of things from... Um, blog to that i thought are great and just some of these some of these i won't get uh i won't even get past the headline and read the article i'm just you know the headline will tell me all i need to pass summary judgment like okay here for example here's one that i'm not going to get past the headline sharon osborne tears up as she begs cheryl underwood to prove piers morgan is racist this is from a website called twofab.com. And I can't imagine wanting to read this. But, I mean, Sharon... Oh, here, I, I, I guess I should. Some of it, anyways. Um, uh, Cheryl asked Sharon on Wednesday's program, So what would you say to people who may feel that you, while you're standing by your friend... It appears that you give validation or safe haven to something that he has uttered that is racist, even if you don't agree. Sharon responded, I don't know what he's uttered that's racist. I'm not trying to slide out on this one. I don't know. Tell me what he, uh, what has he uttered that's racist? <sighs> uh, the veteran host appeared upset to the point of tears as she felt the need to defend herself in the moment. I feel even like I'm about to uh, be put in the electric chair because I have a friend who many people think is racist, Sharon continued. So that makes me a racist. And no, it doesn't make you a racist. It makes you, uh, it, it, it means that racism doesn't matter to you. Um, and for me, at 68 years of age, to have to turn around and say, I ain't racist. What's it, what's it got to do with me? You are supporting, you are supporting a scumbag. And if you're going to support a scumbag, then you're at the very least scumbag adjacent. 
And you know what? I... I am not sure... I'll tell you, I'm not sure that Piers Morgan is racist. What he is, is an elitist piece of crap. And he's an incel. Somebody, uh, another friend of mine said that he was an incel. I think it was Jamal Eichel, uh, said that he was an incel. And I, I absolutely agree with it because if you, if you listen back to a couple of interviews that have gone viral online of Morgan talking about Meghan Markle, it's absolutely obvious what happened. They were some kind of friends and, um, Morgan tells the story himself about he took her out for drinks one night and she got a text message about a party and she went to a party and boom, she met Prince Harry. And he's salty about it. He's salty about it because he was absolutely trying to get in her knickers. He was trying to get under her skirt and she blew him out for, I'm, I'm using some, some double entendre adjacent language here. Uh, <laughs> but, but she, she ghosted him, which he says himself, because she met Prince Harry. And here's a guy who has been a, a fucking scumbag of a journal, journalist in quotes, making the air quotes. For years, I mean, he taught reporters how to hack phones, apparently, which led to the huge scandal uh, 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 in in uh, UK news media a few years ago. Um, but it suits his purposes now. It's a woman who didn't give him the time of day because, you know, Years later, he's talking about how she owes him for those drinks at that bar that night. She doesn't owe you shit, pal. No one owes you shit. Um, she didn't sleep with him. She becomes his enemy. Um, now, at a certain point, don't you grow out of that? I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are times... Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm hedging my bets. I know I've been that fucking scumbag. I know I've been that fucking scumbag who got salty because I was interested in somebody and uh, she was not interested in the fucking... the mess that I am or was or whatever. And at a certain point, I had to get over myself and realize... Nobody owes me shit. I, you know, I've had people who are interested in me, and I, I said no. I don't owe them shit. No one owes you shit. <sighs> Piers Morgan is... Uh, I don't know if Piers Morgan... I think I tweeted this the other day. I don't know if Piers Morgan is racist, but uh, he is absolutely the kind of guy who would tell somebody to know their place. To mine their place. And with Meghan Markle, we're dealing with a woman who wouldn't sleep with him and a woman of color who is, uh, and an American, <laughs> you know? So he's got all kinds of stick up his ass reasons to fucking attack her. Piers Morgan is a piece of shit. And if you're going to defend Piers Morgan, you are at the very least piece of shit adjacent. So, Sharon Osbourne can fucking fuck off. Uh, she's in tears. She's coming to tears because Cheryl Underwood called her friend a racist. Fuck off. Fuck off. Don't you know this? This, this to me, this goes back to the uh, to the thing about um, uh, you know, teach women to protect themselves from from assault. Why don't you teach men not to expect sex from women? Why don't you teach men to respect women? Why does it have to be, why is it the responsibility of the victim? 
and 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 Piers Morgan, Piers Morgan here is the fucking perpetrator. I'm he'll end up on like OAN or uh uh Newsmax or you know his own fucking subscription site, whatever. Fuck Piers Morgan. Fuck him. Fuck him right into the sea. Let him let him march into the fucking English Channel until his hat floats. Fuck him. All right. Speaking about people who should burn in hell, Jeffrey Epstein's Manhattan mansion sold for approximately fifty-one million dollars. Holy crap! Uh, this is from CNN. Jeffrey Epstein's Manhattan mansion was sold for approximately $51 million to an undisclosed... You're goddamn right, undisclosed buyer. Undisclosed buyer Tuesday, an attorney for the estate said, Oof, can you imagine how many millions more they're going to spend fumigating that? Fucking, I mean, you have to pay priests to come in and perform an exorcism, don't you? And that's all we have to say about Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, Roblox goes public and is instantly worth more than $45 billion. Isn't is Roblox the toy? Isn't it a toy? Uh, how Roblox became... Oh, no, it's the video game. How Roblox became the it game for tweens. And a massive... I've seen Roblox. It's, yeah, it's the, the blocky characters. And, and you're all running around shooting each other. It's kind of like... And stabbing. It's kind of like Fortnite with uh, Playmates characters. I don't know. Who cares? Um, Kenneth Branagh to direct Bee Gees movie for Paramount. That's cool. I dig. Uh, I dig Kenneth Branagh. I always have. Uh, Wu Tang, an American saga. Oh God, I'm gonna butcher a name here. Uh, Uyota. Oh, I did butcher it. Uyota Udi. To play Inspect the Deck in Hulu drama. Let's see if they got any more of the cast here. Uh, Wu-Tang, an American saga, has found its Inspected Deck in Uyota Udi, the This Is Us and Watchmen actor. Oh, okay. Um, will join the Hulu drama created by Riza and Alex Say. Um, series regular when the series returns for its sophomore season. Oh, there's already been a season of this. Okay, I uh, I didn't watch it. I should I should watch it. Fucking Wu Tang Clan, that would be cool. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, another article about the Sharon Osbourne thing that I left as an open tab here. Um, in this article, this is on Deadline, and the first mention of of Piers Morgan. They misspell it Pierce, P-I-E-R-C-E, instead of P-I-E-R-S. <laughs> that's that's good. That's journalism. Get your spell check going. What did she say here? Piers Morgan, I'm with you. I stand by you. People forget that you're paid for your opinion. That's just and that you're just speaking your truth. Yeah, his truth is an attack on a woman of color. And a thing, going back to it briefly, just to say a thing that I forgot to say. Uh, one of the things that a lot of people are saying that I greatly appreciate, and and it should be the part of the focus here, isn't that Pierce Morgan? Pierce Morgan said something bad about Meghan Markle. He's been doing that for years now. She, she, she he's he's a he's a piece of shit. Even if she never hears it, there are so many people who are going to hear his attack on her, who it's just him blatantly saying, you're lying about having been suicidal. You're lying about having had mental health issues. And so many people who have mental health issues are going to hear that and they're going to retreat further into their shell because... Uh, because here is a, a, a man on a soap, a well-known man on a soapbox saying that this woman who is now fucking royalty is a liar. So if she can't be believed about 
racism and its effect on her, who can be believed? Piers Morgan is garbage. He will burn in hell after he dies. I don't care if there's an afterlife or not. The cosmos will create a hell for Piers Morgan to burn in. Uh, and that's how I really feel. Let's see. From Deadline, Huey Lewis Anthology from Layla Gerstein and Capital, Capital with a K, set at Fox with script to series commitment. Huey Lewis is creating TV shows now? Um, in a competitive situation, Fox has landed an hour-long anthology series from 1980s music superstar Huey Lewis, Heart of Dixie creator Layla Gerstein, and Aaron Kaplan's Capital Entertainment. Ah, oh, there's where the K comes from. Uh, the project, a co-production of Fox Entertainment and Capital Entertainment, has received a script-to-series commitment. Uh, written by Gerstein. Each season of the untitled Huey Lewis Project... Oh, just just call it Untitled Huey Lewis Project. Mm, that'd be great. Like Alan Parsons Project. Uh, is a self-contained romantic comedy inspired by the music of a beloved pop star. <sighs> Maybe I shouldn't have kept reading. Uh, Huey Lewis sets the beat as the inspiration of season one. <laughs> Hold on. Huey Lewis lyrics. Search. All right. Huey Lewis and the news lyrics. Um, okay. So the song that obviously this is based on, the song that most says, screams this idea, is Do You Believe in Love? Uh, I was walking down a one-way street just a-looking for someone to meet. One woman who was looking for a man. Now I'm hoping, hoping, <laughs> that the feeling is right. And I'm wondering, wondering, if you'll stay for the night. So I'm coming. I don't want to be lonely. Baby, please tell me. I want to love you all over. Do you believe in love? Do you believe it's true? Do you believe in love? Oh, you're making me believe it too. <laughs> I didn't, I, I just wanted to read the lyrics. I didn't want to sing this one. I do want to sing this one, actually, but I'm not gonna. Um, it could possibly, it could also possibly be uh, based on uh, I want a new drug. <laughs> one that won't make me sick. One that won't make me crash my car or make me feel three feet thick. I remember that video. If you've never seen the video for I want a, I want a new drug. One of the fucking coolest things in it that, like, when I was young... I saw I saw this and I was like, one, how'd they do that? And two, why'd they do that? Where he's filling a sink up with ice and and water and dunking his head into it because he's so fucking he's so fucking gooned from the hungover from the night before. That was for Eric Kearney. Eric Kearney and Rex Atkins love it when I say somebody is gooned. Um, now I want to go to the. I want to find the video. Yeah, here it is. Uh, I, I just mute it. Oh, yeah, here we go. Yeah, so he fills his sink up with ice and water, and then he just dunks his head in there. <laughs> and he's singing while he's underwater. It's great with his eyes open and everything. Ugh. Freeze your eyeballs. Just... just. You, you seriously, I love, I love Huey Lewis. I really do like Huey Lewis music. I, uh, call me a lame you know, but I like it. Um, the anthology series is based on an idea by Kaplan who considers Lewis a true idol of her, grow of, uh, of his growing up. Uh, he pitched it to Lewis during a meeting set up by Lewis's agency paradigm. And the singer songwriter agreed to partner with Kaplan on the project in the room, the duo approached Gerstein, with whom Capital developed legal dramedy The Underlings at Fox during the 2016-17 season. Lewis and Gerstein instantly hit it off creatively, and she came on board as a writer. Well, la-dee-da! Good for you. Um, 
Yeah. I like Huey Lewis. I wonder if it'll be too cheesy, though. I, uh, as an actor, Lewis played Billy Flynn in the musical Chicago on Broadway. He also appeared in the movie Duets with Gwyneth Paltrow and guest starred multiple times on the sitcom Hot in Cleveland. Lewis is rep by Paradise. Yeah, he also is the uh, the teacher. He's also one of the teachers in Back to the Future. There you go. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, ready to fight for new title as director of Creed 3. MGM dates film for Thanksgiving 2022. Michael B. Jordan gets to direct a film. Good for him. Fuck yeah. Uh, and, you know, Creed, it's... Uh, you prove a track record, right? Um, but yeah, this article even says how much the first two films have made. Um, no, it doesn't. Oh, well. Good for, good for Michael B. Jordan. I like seeing that guy come up in the, excuse me, hiccup in Hollywood. Uh, Deadline, NHL and ESPN slash ABC confirmed seven year TV deal, including 1,000 plus, uh, hiccup, uh, streamed games per season. Holy shit. Oh, well, hey, listen. Uh, I don't know what the money's like. I bet you it doesn't need terms of the deal were not announced, but the party said in a conference call Wednesday that the NHL owners and the Disney board were quote satisfied. Okay. The pact runs through the 27, 28 season also covers international rights in Latin America, the Caribbean and parts of Europe. Well, that's cool. I mean, as much as I, fucking despise gary bettman he's made the league money uh another bonus uh on the deal's timing the nhl's 32nd franchise the expansion seattle kraken is set to join the league in the fall as a natural rival for the three california teams the arizona coyotes and young franchise the vegas golden knights hmm Okay. Uh, NHL. Oh, here, this isn't an open tab, but it's something I will speak to real quickly. Uh, it was announced yesterday that the CFL, the Canadian Football League, is in uh, actual negotiations with the XFL, now owned by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, to form some kind of working relationship, some kind of partnership. Now, if that means that talent might pass between the two leagues, that's fine. If they're going to merge, fuck off. Fuck right off. I lived through the 90s with the with Vince McMahon's attempt to buy the CFL lock, stock, and barrel. He wanted to buy the entire league and turn it into what became the original XFL. And the CFL said no. But then what they did is they decided, you know what, we're going to... They, because the original idea was they, you know, they wanted new ownership for uh, the Toronto Argonauts. And they contacted Vince McMahon, and he said, let me just buy the whole fucking league. And they said no. <sighs> Thank God. Vince destroys everything he touches. Um, but, but they ended up expanding into the United States. Five teams. Baltimore, San Antonio, Shreveport, uh, Sacramento. I think and the Memphis Mad Dogs. I mean, you know, just... And that ended in... And the only thing that the only thing that the American expansion did uh, is give Montreal back a team when they closed down the American league, the American side of the league and the Baltimore Stallions moved to Montreal and became the uh, the, the, the new Montreal Alouettes. It's the only thing. The only thing that came out of the American expansion. And of course, my Steve Simmons story, the you know, the Shreveport pirates uh player who mistook me for steve simmons which is 
you know, kind of like mistaking, uh, uh, mistaking Denzel Washington for Harrison Ford. <laughs> In this scenario, I am Denzel. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I wish them success. I hope whatever they work out works for both sides. I hope that the Canadian uh, Football League stays strong, stays Canadian. I hope that they're, you know, that they they maintain operations. But I just I don't have a good feeling about it. and I don't think good things will come of it. And it makes me sad. Uh, okay. Now, I started this whole thing by saying I had some blog TO stories. And then I went into everything that wasn't a blog TO story. So, so let's let's get into the blog TO stories here. Um, first headline, City of Toronto tells Supreme Court Doug Ford's government has trampled democracy. Sweet. Anything that kicks Doug Ford in the ass is fine by me. Uh, as reported by the Canadian press, the City of Toronto is telling Canada's Supreme Court that Doug Ford's Ontario government, quote, trampled on democracy in 2018 when it cut the number of Toronto council seats from 47 to 25 during a municipal election. I've talked about this on the show before because um, I am in one of the wards that merged with another ward. And because of that, um, the the new city council election at that point was uh, city councillor versus c- seated city councillor versus seated city councillor. The two the two women who were councillors for the, the the merged wards ran against each other, and my the the the, the, the city councillor from my previous ward had never done anything that I had noticed. Never done a lick of work uh, that I had ever noticed. But the woman from the other ward, who is now, who I ended up voting for, and is now, you know, the council, city councilor for this ward, um, was a, a, a virulent lefty. And that's who I want in my corner. I, she had, she, I said before, in her in her younger years, she was the leader of one of the provincial communist parties. F- fuck yes, I want her to protect the little guy. I want her to protect the you know the common people. <laughs> when you know uh, my building was sold to new uh, to new ownership a year or so ago, I want to make sure I don't get renovicted. Who's gonna fight harder th- for me? The, the 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 local crony or the former communist i'll take the commie every time man it's better red than dead <laughs> so uh yeah it's a, to have the city going after doug ford for this is not surprising because it i've also said that was part of his revenge on toronto for not making him mayor they made his goofy brother mayor. Uh, the city argues that the move violated the constitutional rights of both local candidates and voters as the electoral process was disrupted mid-election, leaving many city residents confused and unsure of who they could even vote for. And I did my research. That's how I decided on Paula Fletcher. Anyways, um, yeah, after Ford's failed City of Toronto mayoral bid in 2014, some have speculated that the now Ontario Premier held some resentment against the city. The Ontario government and the city of Toronto have clashed a number of times in recent years, including through research cuts, the end of funding for discounted TTC fares, that's local transit, and cuts to Toronto tourism funding. Whatever the reason may be, Toronto has once again found itself clashing with the province it calls home. Yeah, he failed upwards. He couldn't become mayor, and he became premier of the province. He failed upwards. F. Doug Ford. Um, someone is someone in Toronto is trying. This is a headline. This is the headline. Someone in Toronto is trying to launch a dispensary for cats with different catnip strains. Fuck! You gotta see a photo of this guy. Fucking hippie. 
Um, the thing that's disturbing about this character here is he's got half a beard. And I don't mean like, you know, it's trimmed or something. It's like if you grew a full length wizard beard and then shaved the left half of your face, leaving the right half of this giant beard there. And then if you dyed that beard rainbow colors. Uh-huh. And this is the person we're going to take seriously. Catnip is like weed for cats. A few whiffs of this mint f- uh, family plant will have your feline friend in the most enviable of blissed out states. Uh, but store-bought catnip, which comes dehydrated, milled, then packaged in a variety of toys or treats, doesn't have the potency to keep your cat satisfied, says Toronto entrepreneur. Oh, God, listen to this name. Mikey Five Bucks. His last name is Five Bucks. <laughs> and the guy who calls himself Kingdom for the last 25 years disapproves <laughs> that's why five bucks not his real name by the way oh the article had to tell us that his real name isn't five bucks <sighs> says you should support the dank stuff being sold at catnip dispensary inc boasting six different strains of homemade catnip five bucks is attempting to raise fifty two hundred dollars on kickstarter to get his business up and running the entrepreneur, who gets his name from the fact he's been taking on $5 side hustles for the past 15 years, and then in brackets, like an intriguing intriguing gig that includes catch-up art. Oh, fuck. Oh, this dude is just a... He's just a peach. Uh, says he's been perfecting the art of making catnip for three and a half years. I bet you that everything this guy says either begins or ends with, hey, dude, or bro. Here's a quote. Uh, It just kind of took over my life, he says. I've just been really obsessed with catnip. (sighs) Collecting seeds from all over the world, including seeds sent to him by friends from fields in Germany, France, and Spain. Five bucks has been growing catnip plants. They now fill his bachelor apartment in Parkdale. Of course he lives in Parkdale. Growing them from seeds, plants are transferred to the balcony. From there, he washes the catnip and hang dries it for, th- for four to five weeks. The leaves are cured in glass jars with Humidex readers for another five weeks. Oh my god. Okay, here's a chemical name. Nepetalactone. Nepetalactone. The chemical that gets your cat high by binding to receptors inside its nose uh, are more effective through this process. It keeps it flavorful and it keeps the natural oils, says Five Bucks. It's moist, a bit like weed. (laughs) And yes, that that is the voice I hope to always use when quoting Mikey Five Bucks. He's been testing the different catnips on friends' cats and his own cat. Oh, he's he's hotboxing cats. Uh, his own pet, Evol, E-V-O-L, a stray cat who followed him home nine years ago and never left. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, that's... Listen, I'm not saying he's a bad person. Just saying. This is fucking hilarious. And again, again, honest to fuck. I hope this works for this guy. I hope this works for this guy. Because this is... How do you... Okay. As much as I'm making fun of this guy. Because it's goofy. You've got to appreciate the time and effort he's put in. And the um, the out-of-the-box thinking of a guy saying, Hey, man. There should be a dispensary for cats. Catnip Dispensary categorizes its strains just like weed, but with feline twists. There's Indicat, Cativa, and Highbird. The names are obvious enough for you to guess what kind of high your cat will have. Here are the here are some of the strains. He, okay, there's the Fuzz Aldrin strain, a super potent Indicat, or the 
Freddie Percury, a cativa that will, quote, boost your kitty's confidence and stage presence. <laughs> Make sure you hide this bag well, because most of our tester cats found where it was hidden and tore the bag apart to get into it, says the product description. <laughs> All six strains. Hold on, here are the other strains. Here's a couple of the other strains. Meower Diesel. Uh, Permafrost. And Pawnapple Express. There's one more, and I, 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 I need to know what the sixth one is. Oh, uh, Critical Mouse. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Uh... Um, uh, all six strains already have some sweet artwork and will arrive in heat-sealed, foil-lined Mylar zip bags. Um, oh my god, his cat is, his, his cat is a Hitler cat. Like, it has, it's all white with, um, like, parted black hair on, on its forehead and I can't tell from the size of this picture whether, like, the tip of his nose is black or he's got a little black mustache. I think it just might be the tip of his nose is black. But he's a Hitler cat. And that's... Pff, wow. Uh, as far as... Uh, as for concerns about the safety of these loud catnip strains, five bucks assures it's safe. It's impossible for cats to overdose on catnip, and as long as you don't mix it up, with your actual cannabis stash, which is not healthy for cats, you're in the clear. Ah, <sighs> uh, okay. Uh, Chloe, I, I I have that little scratching pad thing that has catnip in it, and Chloe doesn't give a shit about it. So, much like her owner, she's not impressed with weed. Um, what? Getting down to the nitty grit here. Two more things to talk about. All right. Also from Blog to you. Someone called police near Toronto because their mom changed their Xbox password. Fuck yes. That is the greatest headline you're going to hear today. <laughs> We've likely all seen one of those years old viral videos of some kid or another having an absolute meltdown because a family member screwed with their video games. But how many of them went as far as calling 911 about it? The answer is, well, a few, including one teen from Oakville, Ontario, who called local law enforcement this week to report his mother for the unforgivable crime of changing the password of his Xbox console on him. Halton police took to Twitter on Tuesday to share the incident as a reminder to all residents not to call emergency personnel unless it's absolutely necessary. Smarten up, you fucking punk. Uh, quote, never thought we'd have to say this, but here we are. They tweeted out yesterday afternoon. Mom changing your Xbox password is not a reason to call 911. Yes, this happened. End quote. The police force clarified to BlogTO that the tweet was intended to be lighthearted with the ultimate purpose of highlighting that 911 should be reserved for legitimate emergencies. <laughs> the post has received quite the reaction with many residents sharing their own hilarious stories of kids calling the cops over some petty ridiculous pretty ridiculous things. I was hoping that was going to say petty shit. Uh I put my daughter 7ish in a timeout one day at which point she dialed 911 and then hung up. So Everything rolled to my house. (laughs) One user replied, Hubby took her on an apology tour that evening to fire hall and police stations. Uh, Another shared their priceless experience. Quote, 13 years ago, my son accidentally called 911 and said in three-year-old voice, there's no popcorn left. When asked where his mom was, he said, she's not here. Uh, I was out, but dad was home. Came home to the Halton Regional Police Service at my door. 
Glad you keep us safe. Yeah, well, okay. All right. Nobody got shot, huh? Nobody got shot? Okay, that's good. Uh, Oakville's a largely white suburb. Nobody got shot. I know that because I I lived in Oakville for a few years. There weren't a lot of other black people. Then there there was the young girl from Bradford who dialed 911 this past December because she was having a fight with her mother, who eventually helped her write an apology letter to authorities. Though such childish exploits are indeed amusing, taking up police time and resources for non-emergencies is no joke and can result in fines of up to $5,000. Suck it, kid. Uh, Okay, last thing of the day. Uh, This has been in the news for a day or so now. And uh, is... uh, I, I'm, I am sad about this. Uh, Kim's Convenience announces that season five will be its last. Um, the producers of the beloved Toronto-based show that tells the story of a Korean-Canadian family running a convenience store in Moss Park, it's a part of Toronto, announced some disappointing news today. The current season will be its last. Kim's Convenience has captured hearts around the globe with its heartfelt and endearing immigrant story since it premiered in 2016. And the producers of the award-winning series announced Monday that the finale of its fifth season, set to air on April 13th at 8 p.m., will also be the series finale. The producers explained the decision to end the show earlier than expected in a statement, revealing that the series' co-creators confirmed they were moving on to other projects at the end of Season 5 production. Here's the statement. Let's see here. Uh, I read this previously. Uh, To our amazing fans, authenticity of storytelling is at the center of the success of Kim's Convenience. At the end of production of Season 5, our two co-creators confirmed they were moving on to other projects. Given their departure from the series, we have have come to the difficult conclusion that we cannot deliver another season of the same heart and quality that has made the show so special. Kim's Convenience has meant so much to our cast, writers, crew, and audiences around the world. Despite the restrictions and complications of shooting during the pandemic, Season 5 is our finest season to date. It's been a privilege and a very great pleasure to work with the Kim's family of gifted writers and performers for the last five years. Thank you to our fans for the love and support you've given the show. Signed, The Producers. Um... So here's a thing that I hadn't really thought about uh, when I uh, when I read that yesterday. Um, if I'm not wrong, Kim's Convenience is based on a play created by Paul Sun Hyung Lee himself. Am I not? Am I wrong about that? Am I? I'm on IMDb right now, and I'm going to see if uh, if it says created by, or do I have to like watch the credits of an episode to get that? I might have to watch the credits of an episode. Um, yeah, doesn't want to say it on IMDb. Um, series directed by, series writing credits. Uh, hold on. Might be, might be in here. Consulting producer, story editor, written by. Huh. Yeah, I think I might have to. I think I might have to uh, check out executive story editor. It's a handful of those. Anyways, look. Here's the point. This is the last season, and it's a damn fine show. And I, uh, I have reached out to, uh, Paul Lee, um, because I, I, I know him a little. We're acquainted. Dude is a very friendly guy and he will, um, he follows lots of people on, on social media because he's, he's a, he's just a good dude and he's happy to, uh, connect with fans. And, um, but I, um, I reached out to him and I'd reached out to him a little while ago and said, Hey, uh, Paul, I'd love to get you on the show and talk to you about, 
uh, Kim's Convenience before this season started, and uh, and the Star Wars stuff. Because I know how big a Star Wars fan he is and how it's, you know, it's uh, not to speak for him, but it's dream come true kind of stuff. Him becoming Carson Teva on Mandalorian and what that might mean going forward. Um, But now I reached out to him again yesterday and uh, he sent me back. uh, He sent me back a heart emoji. So, uh, we'll see if that develops in anything. I want to talk to him about the show ending and, uh, are things ramping up for him with Star Wars? And I also want to talk to him about, um, uh, representation, representation in pop culture, uh, because I've talked here on the show before about, um, you know, Lando Calrissian and, 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 uh, creating Heroes of Homeroom C and representation being important to me because there wasn't enough of it and enough positive representation, headlining representation, when I was a kid. And here's a guy who has slogged through uh, an acting career for literally decades in Canada and um, built his career and his reputation up to the point where he could uh, he, he could, you know, put this show on the air, uh, on the national broadcaster and, um, how important was, uh, representing Korean culture to him and, uh, you know, what's the feedback he's gotten. And I assume that the feedback is in good because the show is, the show is amazing. The characterization is amazing, but I want to talk to him about it. So, uh, hopefully we can make that work. Anyways, alright, look, what are we at? 47? Fuck. Wasn't I gonna go to bed? Didn't I, didn't I start this by complaining? I, I almost went to sleep? Uh, <laughs> let's call it a day. Alright, um, what's coming up? So, tonight is Thursday. That means, uh, Among Us with the Ontario Indie crew, John Greed and Matt Grant, and we'll see who else is, uh, uh, I would assume, uh, JT Kirk. We'll see who else is out and about and available. Hopefully Space Monkey's there. I get to murder Space Monkey a few times digitally. Um, Friday night, and this is on Twitch, of course. This will be streaming on my Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash my name is kingdom. Uh, I made affiliate. I've got some subscribers. I'm trying to put some effort into this. Uh, so Friday, we'll probably watch some XPW. We'll watch some wrestling Friday night on Twitch. On Monday, you'll get a new episode of this show. You'll also, that night, you'll get the second episode of my quiz show. Ten questions twice. Um, the first week, uh, y- you can watch it live on Twitch, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Monday nights. The replays, if you don't catch it live, you're gonna have to, uh, you're gonna have to sign up for my Patreon. The replays of the show are exclusive to Patreon. Um, and they're usually online by, you know, Tuesday morning or whatever. Doesn't, doesn't take much to edit that show. <laughs> um, so as time goes on, I'm going to be adding, trying to add more bells and whistles and production value to the show. But first week was the president of wrestling, Phil Stamper, and uh, our good friend George Zotti. And they are the first two people on the leaderboard. We're going to see how many weeks we do this. And then uh, there might be a playoff or a championship match. Something. I don't know. We'll see. Um I'm committing in my head. I'm committing to doing at least six weeks, which will be 12 contestants. So, um, fills in the lead right now, 48 out of a possible 52 points. He did really well. Uh, so that'll be Monday night and, uh, yeah, come join us. All my social media, all the good stuff anyways, is at my name is kingdom. That includes, uh, Twitch and the Patreon and Instagram and 
uh what's the other thing the youtube <laughs> and that twitter machine twitter.com slash my name is kingdom um and of course there's a tiefering store hey go into the show notes here and find my link tree and you can find links to all the stuff i'm doing and um what else i don't know that's about it fuck my brother's in town i think it's one i think this is the last or second last week of world cup ski cross that he's doing he might be doing some uh world cup uh snowboard cross for a few weeks after that which i love i like snowboard cross way more than i like ski cross snowboard cross is cool um it's like snowboarding on ice and they're beating each other up like a roller derby (laughs) i feel like i should say derp after that but anyways um yeah i i like that my brother's uh working for the speaking of the national broadcaster i like that he's working for the national broadcaster doing sports i know there's more stuff coming up for him later this year um okay that's it we're done um yeah you know the usual you know what i'm gonna say take care of one another find some good trouble to get into together i'll talk to you hey uh if you're on the patreon i'll talk to you tomorrow for the patreon exclusive episode otherwise i'll see you on monday or you'll hear from me on monday Remember, your Uncle Kingdom loves you.